Love you, Marco. Uh, more impressions, please. <laughs> I like your stuff. It's much more spicy and interesting. Where the hell did that come from? Oh, I love you, Marco. Oh, my God. You're a great interviewer, a great conversationalist. I just never forgot you. <laughs> <laughs> Babel Bullshit and Beyond is a new podcast hosted by me, Marco Kiris, conversing about my cage wage whirlwind ways and my perspective of the film biz during those days. A fun, fluff-filled funk with guests relating to all things film biz. Today on the show, we have Jacqueline Byers, a fellow Torontonian and a young up-and-coming actress fresh off the Showtime series Roadies, created by Cameron Crowe. Already making her mark on the CBS TV summer series Salvation, she joins us today from New York City. Jacqueline, hi. How are you? Hi. I'm great. Thank you. Good, good, good. So I'm going to... Good, good. I want to clear it up. Is it Jacqueline or Jacqueline in, in the pronunciation? It's Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Because to me, it spells as Jacqueline. Yeah. If you happen to have a French accent, I don't mind you calling me Jacqueline because okay. I think that's pretty sexy. Like Jacqueline Bissette. Okay. <laughs> I get it, which is great. So the first thing I have to say is I, your look, and I saw a couple of different things. Um that you had done, but your look, first of all, you're stunning. So just for starters, I know you're a talented actress, but for starters, I want to say you're stunning. So it crossed me because I'm an older person and I'm going through things last night and I thought this girl looks like a cross between Cheryl Teagues and Christy Brinkley. I'm not sure if you know who they are. You've never heard that before? No, I've never heard that before. So that's that's very specific to you, and I'm I will take that as a compliment. Well, I think you you I probably get Catherine Ross. I get her often. Mm-hmm. So, Jacqueline, you are living in New York, and uh, how does that feel? And how long have you been there? Or is it just a, a new adventure? I'm sure you've been there before. Yeah, I have been here before, but growing up, it was more just you know, you come, you see a bunch of shows, you're kind of overwhelmed by the city, and you're with your parents and being dragged around. Um, as I didn't come to love New York until I came for the first time about three years ago and kind of just got lost in the city, went down to West Village. Um, and you see that it can become, you see the neighborhoods versus like the chaos of the city. And, oh God, I, I don't know. I love this city. I just moved here probably about two years ago, but it's been on and off. I had a place in East Village um, and then work has taken me other places, so I gave up my apartment there. Hmm. Okay. It's nice. Come back. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. live there as well, and I loved it. So I think it's a great place for young people, especially young artists, more than older people, because uh, there's so much to discover, and you've got years to discover the museums and the plays and the theaters and, and be a part of it. I wish I was 25 and living there in today's world, because when I was 25, New York was a hellhole. And it was, crime was, it was all about crime. It was like, you know, murder and, you know, rapes and muggings. So you just didn't want to be in New York. But today it's a great place. It is. You know what? Talking about the danger of the city last night, I'm pretty sure there's three gunshots on my street last night. Mm -hmm. And there's a gun pulled out of the subway. But I live out in Brooklyn at the moment in Bed-Stuy. It's like two blocks from the projects. Not the safe. Don't tell my parents. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I can see that going on. I've been to Brooklyn, different parts of Brooklyn. You've got to be very careful in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate, but it's it's kind of like, and summertime's the worst because for some reason people 
get a little crazier in, in the heat of New York City and uh, there's more violence, uh, which is yeah. a shame. But um, <laughs> do you miss L.A. because you lived there for a while as well? L.A. has its perks. I met a lot of incredible people when I was there. Um, I ended up playing on a beach volleyball team league on Sundays and I miss the people more than I miss the city. It's exactly how um, I feel. Yeah. Because you go there and there's a bunch of people that are passionate about the exact same things you are and they're the best at what they do. And it was incredibly inspiring. The conversations that I had, it was like fulfilling culturally. Um, but it also becomes a bubble and there's a lot more going on in the world other than Hollywood. And I think that I felt as an actor to grow, I needed to be around more life that isn't, isn't just making movies. It's the life that actually would live within the movie. I agree a hundred percent, which is why I also left LA and I, I worked there while I was working on films with Nick Cage. And prior to that, of course, I was a studying starving actor, a failed studying starving actor. I, I never really committed, so I, I really shouldn't. I'm kind of like a fake actor. So, uh, but, and, you know, you don't give it your, your all, then you're not going to succeed. It's just kind of how it is. So, but, so I just worked there and then I left. The industries where there's so many people who call themselves actors who aren't really pursuing it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, which is unfortunate because whenever they're like, oh, it's so competitive. I'm like, it's not when you get down to the, down to the core of people who are actually pursuing it. Cause there's so many different ways to like so many different TV shows or so many films being produced. Mm -hmm. I think it's time to be an actor actually. I, I agree. I mean, people still come back to me and say, oh, you are an actor. I wasn't an actor. You know, when you really look in the mirror, I wasn't an actor. You're an actor. And there are people like you who are actors. You're part of the Screen Actors Guild Union and you work and you do small plays and all kinds of things to be noticed. But you're constantly working at your craft. The ones like me who are more of a waiter with a union card who <laughs> call themselves actors. And then you realize, no, I'm not. That's when I became the stand in. Because I truly wasn't. Yeah, you know, that takes a lot of you to admit that. I think that's a, I, I respect you for, um, for appreciating the craft that much. I respect it because I was never good. <laughs> so I saw actors who were really good. And when I was on set with Nick Cage, he was really good. And so were all the other people around him. And I realized, who am I kidding? There is no way that I could ever compete with these people. I'm just not crafted. And I wasn't dedicated, so I uh, succumbed to acknowledging that I was a full-time stand-in for him. And I was okay with it. I was mimicking him on set, and that was good enough for me because I didn't, I didn't push the envelope. I didn't get past that. I mean, I had a few parts, but they were given to me by directors, so it's not that I worked for them. Yeah, I really do believe that anybody is capable of being an actor if they choose that. It just takes work mm -hmm. and dedication and a learning of a skill. Um, it's not just something you can decide I'm going to be an actor because I decided today. Yeah. And you've been doing it since you were 12 from as a, as a, just a little kid. A little, uh, you know what? I acted probably before that. I would say I, I started doing community theater when I was really young. Um, it was more of a release for me. I grew up in a, in the suburbs of Toronto and I felt like I could, always felt this way that I lived more on stage than I did in my actual life that it just like there's an energy that came out of me that I felt that I possibly couldn't express um daily 
which is exciting. Um, I never thought that I was going to grow up to be an actor. I competed in figure skating um, for most of my life. And it was just something I always did on the side. It's almost uh, a hobby or, yeah, I guess a craft. <laughs> but you graduated. You studied theater arts at uh, Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario as well. I did. Um, I took theater as an undergraduate because I thought I'd get the best marks to get into law school. Oh, well, it worked out. <laughs> Yeah, it did. Um, but it's more of a academic program. So you read a lot of plays, you write essays, um, you do a lot of dramaturgy, which is extremely beneficial to what I do now. It's just I didn't, um, it wasn't a performance-based school. But that was also kind of like a foundation. So to get that literature out of the way really gave you a solid base without having to truly perform, but just to read and understand what you potentially could be doing in the future. So it, it, it really acted in your favor. You know, I think it did. I think you have to make whatever your past is act in your favor. I don't know if it's the best route if you want to be an actor, really, if I'm going to be honest. Um, I think I probably could have spent those years watching incredible film. And it, I don't think, I think I had a natural ability. I don't think anybody who he gets as far as I have doesn't if I'm going to be honest, but mm -hmm. I don't think I really truly realized how, what acting was until I went down to Los Angeles. Yeah. I, I feel like LA, especially when I arrived there in 1985, of course you weren't born. It was the real deal. It was during the uh, brat pack years, you know, during the uh, Rob Lowe years and you know, when they were all like the hotshots and the Charlie Sheens and so, but they were the real deal. Uh, just like you found out, I found out, and some people can work it and, and study and, uh, and succeed, and some people can't, and, and you definitely did it. And, uh, and you're young, but you're, but you're fairly seasoned for a young person. Yeah, um, well, that all depends on, you know, like I was just working with Charlie Rose, been doing it since he was, I think he was like really professionally since he was about 10 years old. Mm -hmm. So you're working with somebody who's 21 years old at the moment, so he's younger than me, who has a maturity in his acting and professional ability that I just, I haven't had yet because I haven't spent that many hours on set. And he is the, he is your love interest in Salvation, the CBS TV series, right? He is, he is, yeah. He's very good. I mean, I, I like the chemistry that I, you know, I'd seen it. Um, I thought it was a very good show. I wanted to ask, is it going into a fall season and how do you feel about it? And was it filmed entirely in Toronto or parts of it in LA or New York? It was filmed entirely in Toronto, which is nice because I got to come home. My sister had babies, so I got to a lot of time with my family uh we won't find out um about a second season until i think october so crossing fingers <laughs> um it's a pretty good show it's a it's, it's got good ratings from what i heard and, and you know i spoke to mike Werb, the uh consulting producer and co-writer of the show is a friend of mine who had written the mask and of course face off which i was on for months with him um and uh he's he loves you uh, we had, you know, it was about three, I four weeks ago. He's a great guy. So he, yeah. he's very happy that you're on the show. And he said the show was doing fairly well. It is doing very well. It's specifically for a summer series. It's um, it, the way that people are describing it. This is going to sound so ridiculous, but it, it's fresh. It's fun. like it has a youthfulness to it. It's funny. It's hitting on lots of current issues that are happening politically and not specifically from one side, which I think is interesting. It doesn't make the U.S. out to be um, innocent by any means. 
it, 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 the show for me, it was really, I really had to stretch some muscles just because, uh, network TV works so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and my past experience and most of my, um, most of my experience comes from working on a show on Showtime called Roadies with Cameron Crowe, who's really, really kind of, um, asks you to stretch as an actor and you do multiple takes and be extremely, um, you, you just have a lot more space um, where I think it's specific muscles when you're working on one or two takes to try to make it as real as possible. And I got, I got to watch some seasoned, seasoned actors. Just You can really see the skill in that. And uh, I learned a lot. I learned a lot from working on that show. And you play a sci-fi writer, a young, smart, kind of like a genius sci-fi writer and a cutie at that. Jillian Hayes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's really good. I mean, I, I very much enjoyed it, and I told Mike Werb that as well. And I just thought it was it's a great summer series. It should be a fall winter series. Uh, the production Thank value you. is great. It you know that's what I see. Yeah. And let me ask you about roadies. Roadies I've not seen, and it was what it was a it lasted a season, and was it on Showtime or HBO? It was on Showtime. There's a honking outside. Can you tell that I live in New York? Yeah. It was, uh, it's about roadies. So people who follow bands. Um, I played a stalker on the show. Uh, it was an incredible experience for the fact that every single episode, there's a new up and coming band that would perform. So I had a live concert every, every time I went to work. Wow. Uh, I got to work with greats such as Rafe Spall and Imogen Poots and Carla Gugino. How did you like Carla Cugino? Because I worked with her in 1997 on Snake Eyes, and she was fantastic 20 years ago. Yeah, she's magic. It, it, you know what? Her reputation is, is it's perfect. She, like, she is absolute magical human being with yeah. respect for every, everybody and everything that she's doing. And she brings, like, she works hard. Mm-hmm. And it's so nice to see someone who's been doing it for so long like not tired yet. I, she probably is going to say that she's exhausted, but mm. it doesn't seem that way because she's in between every single scene. She's running lines. She's bringing people into her trailer. She she doesn't stop and she works five days a week. Wow. And she looks amazing. She still looks very youthful. Yeah. Uh, she takes good care of herself. Yeah. She's, she's very much in shape. And then that lasted a year. And I mean, to work with Cameron Crowe, I mean, just to meet him, let alone to work with him. Yeah. Okay. So that was an experience in itself. So I... Just finished working on the first show that I had ever been on. I um, met with a the manager. They brought me down to L.A. and I had done a self-tape. So when I landed, they said that Cameron Crowe would like to meet you. And I was like, what? Wow. Like, you're going to have a meeting. So I drove onto this lot. I'd never been in a film lot in my life. The Ghostbusters car was on this lot and I'm geeking out. And I'm like standing outside doing this ridiculous like dance. <laughs> and my manager is there be like what are you doing i'm like i just have to get out all the weirdness now because i'm about to meet an icon like i watched almost famous i think every single night before bed it was a vhs in my mom's van growing up wow <laughs> yeah i felt like geeked out pretty hard which i guess it was easy because i ended up playing a stalker on the show so i could just you know use that and it and it worked and uh and it lasted i guess a season is is what it was it was, um, it was kind of, it was a blessing for me because I was only supposed to be on one episode or two and I ended up being much more involved in the show. Um, it brought me down to LA, so I had to spend a lot of time there. Uh, I had my first nude scene 
on that show, wow. which was an experience. Yeah, and it's very crazy. Did your uh, mom see it? My mom might have seen it. My dad definitely did not. Thank God. Um, it it definitely hit a nerve with my family, and I think it was one of those necessary things just to be like, I am my own human being. People have lots of different feelings about nudity and that you just have to be honest with yourself about it. My grandfather's an artist. I grew up with naked paintings around my house. Um, I think the female body is one of those beautiful things on the planet. Mm -hmm. uh, and beyond that, my experience with it was like, it was liberating. And I, lots of people can judge me for that, but it was one of the most fun things that I've ever shot. It was crazy. And I really did love every moment of it. I think, you know, truthfully, I think it's great to get those things out of the way early. And if the character, if it calls for it in the scene and you're young and you've gone through that already, you've got years to go as an actor, whether you're on stage and a lot of actors do it on stage and they're naked or half naked, yeah. um, which is much more terrifying than on film. Uh, it kind of, it opens you up from a young age and I personally think it's the right thing to do if it calls for it in that scene. Yeah, it's it's funny actually that we were talking about Carla before because she told me that acting is like running into the woods, getting stripped naked, and then being asked to do it again. And I was, and I thought that was such a such a great way to describe it because it really does feel like that. Every you're sharing every bit of you, and I think that role particularly I love doing because she lives without any inhibitions. So I got to live that way as an actor and I really learned how to stretch tools and and not worry about like staying still or how I looked. I just really lived with what was going on in me at that time. That's that's a lot to take in for a young actor and, uh, you know, to to come from Toronto into L.A. and all of a sudden you're on this camera co thing and you're going for it 100 percent. You didn't have any reservations about it. You you did what you thought was right. And uh, ultimately, I personally believe that you, you you made the right choice. Yeah, I made the right choice for me at that time. Um, I'm not going to say it wasn't difficult, you know, like there's a lot of pressures from society and family and just people around, you know, like I grew up and I was, a, I would say I was a little bit of a leader in my community and just, I'm from a small town and moms talk and uh, I kind of had to go through the gossip. I felt bad for my parents. I felt bad that my actions affected the way that they were going to have to go through their day today. And are they okay with it today? Yeah, they are. They still love me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's the most yeah. important yeah. thing. No, definitely. Prior to that, uh, Jacqueline, you did a show. Um, was it was it on Sci-Fi or CBC? It's a, um, Ascension? I did. That was the first show I ever did. I shot in Montreal. It was probably oh. two and a half, two months maybe three and the greatest summer of my life to date, probably. Wow. So it was shot in Montreal and you worked with Mr. Brian Van Holt. Brian Van Holt. Yes. Yeah. I love that guy. I worked with him in, in the year 2000 on wind talkers in Hawaii. You don't and know. We did the John Woo. For, yeah. We had a great time. He and I would, you know, go out and have coffee and shoot the shit constantly. Cause we were, we were together about five months. Oh man. He is, he is a heart that it doesn't really get much better. Yeah. Always laughing, always smiling, knows his stuff and jokes around. And it, and he just doesn't miss a beat. He doesn't miss a mark. He's in character. I like, I love him. Like he, mm -hmm. He came in as a number one on that show. And I don't know if I've experienced 
a cast that was so close as a family. I came in, I was some little girl from Toronto, and we went out for cast dinners three days, four days a week. It was such an inclusive environment. Um, and it started, it started from him, you know, it's, it starts in the top. Yeah. He's very much that guy. How did it feel to get a show at such a young age and fly to Montreal and be put up in a hotel and working with these actors out of the blue? Uh, it was crazy because I actually booked the show off a of self tape and I've actually booked a lot of stuff that way. Um, so I had never met anybody and I flew out there and I was like, there's no way, there's no way that I got this part on this show and then all of a sudden you're in costume fittings and your world is changing i was applying to law school and then all of a sudden i had to call them up and be like i'm not coming like law school yeah like to this day i there's specific moments and it one of them was like getting a loft in old montreal and sitting there coming from like i like i there's four siblings in my family i've i lived in a room called tiny tim in university and all of a sudden we're sitting in this like luxurious apartment being like, I did this. Like I got myself here. And it was a very proud moment for me. Good. You sh yeah. And I think people should be proud of themselves when they've, you know, crossed these boundaries. I mean, that's, that's a, it's a pretty big, it's not that it was a small little tiny part somewhere. I mean, you were there for the whole summer shooting a series. And I want to ask you something, Jacqueline, you have, I saw that you have two films in the can, is that correct, that were just done in 2017? Ordinary Days and Bad Samaritan, mm -hmm. is that right? That is right. And what's crazy is I came home last, I came home from shooting roadies, and I was actually pretty broke because I was hired as a local hire in L.A. Um, rent there is super expensive. Um, so I finished shooting and had to come home, and I got two bar jobs and just, like, sat with myself for a second was like, you know what? I want to do film. I feel like I'm ready for it. And I just put it out there. And about three weeks later, I booked two films in a week. And Ordinary Days was amazing because it's, I met the director. It's just me in a car for that section of the film. And there's a certain style of acting that I've been working on, which is all sensory based. It's similar to the method. And I just looked at it and this girl's stuck in a car and she's trying to get out. And I was like, can you just give me a framework of the scene? And I'm just going to go with whatever's happening at the moment. So it was a really great way to work a muscle. Um, and it, and also just be so alone where normally like when you're acting, it's so you want to like bounce off other people, which is so great, but to try to facilitate some sort of artistic and creativity when you're alone with yourself in this confined space, I felt was um, extremely beneficial to the rest of my career. And then the other one I got to push Rob Sheehan, who is an absolute beauty of a human being. Um, and Dean Devlin, who's incredibly Dean Devlin. Yeah. He has the best stories too, where like he he's like, Oh, I tried acting, it didn't work out. He's like, I was working on this show where everybody was so muscly, so I was doing like 20,000 push-ups all day and then all of a sudden we go to do the scene I'm supposed to punch a wall and I can't even lift my arm up <laughs> uh. I was so sore um he, he was a dream of a director he really treats his actors so so well wow that's I mean good for you that you've done that and and since then and now you're in New York 
Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's another chapter in a young actor's world. You've from Toronto to Los Angeles to New York City. That's a lot of traveling and a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience for somebody young who is in this business. And think of what you're going to take with you during this 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 uh, experience. Um, I had done it. I have a billion stories because of it. I didn't really understand it, uh, Jacqueline, until later on in life. But you're probably a little more self-aware than I was at the time. So to be in these three big cities and to be a part of it, um, you're probably absorbing a lot more than I did back then. And it'll it'll really work for you as you keep progressing in your career and life. I hope so. You know, like I'm sure 15 years down the road, I'll have a different revelation. I hope that I'm a I hope that I'm a completely different actor than I am today. And I think just constantly trying to grow in that capacity is, is what I'm hoping to do. So we'll see. Well, I am, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. I'm personally, you know, I'm proud of you. You're a very young person. You've done so much and lived in these three cities already where most people are kind of confined to one city by that age. And, you know, and, and there you are exploring the things that you feel like you need to explore to keep growing. So, and New York's the best place for it at this time, as we said. So, good on you. I'm gonna, you. I'm gonna let you go and get back to uh, tending to uh, dry your hair, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and get your day started. Yeah, late at like one thirty. Don't judge me. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate your time um, to be on the show. It was so nice to chat with you. Oh, me too. Me too. Yeah. You look amazing, and I'm I'm very happy that you're doing what you're doing. So we'll keep in contact, and uh, we'll speak a little later. Hopefully. Okay, on. Take care. Bye. This concludes our conversation with actress Jacqueline Byers. Until next time, thank you for listening. This is Marco Kira signing off. What is